This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Sports to the max. Jeff Robinson worked in scouting in the NFL for many, many years, decades even. Played at uh, Northwestern, knows the game. And so when the NFL Combine comes up, I thought interesting perspective to hear what really goes on there and what teams are really trying to figure out when they are there. JR, welcome to the show. Maxie, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I mean, Minneapolis has got a team in the state hockey tournament. Yeah, we'll take that on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Let me ask that turn a down note, but uh, uh, your product in North, how did the Deshaun Hill um, murder hit you as someone, you know, I mean, mean, that is who you were, an athlete at North. How, How did that hit you? Uh, pretty hard, actually, because of the fact that, number one, you know, I've I've seen him a couple times when he was playing youth football, um, and I've been hearing about him for years. So, you know, it, it affects you in a lot of different ways. Um, one, because you played there. Two, because you know about all the things that have happened in the city um, in the recent past or in the state in the recent past. And, and then finally, just because of the fact that you know so many of the people involved, you know, I didn't necessarily know him well, uh, but the coaches at North and, you know, a lot of those police officers in the area. So it just, it affected so many people. I mean, other sports teams at the school, it's just a lot of cause and effect that, that caused a lot of hurt, you know, within that, within not just the North community, but athletes in general and, and kids who aspired to be, you know, good student athletes, which is what he was. So, it, you know, it was painful in a lot of ways because, you know, of the path that I took going to Northwestern as well. And that's kind of what he wanted to be. He wanted to be a good athlete, but he also wanted to be a good student. Yeah. And like you said, there, you know, he was the next big thing coming. I mean, you play quarterback as a sophomore at North on a really good team. Uh, you got some ability, but it sounds like he was also a pretty good leader. Yeah. And that that's the thing that people always talked about. You know, he, everybody kind of compared him to Tyler Johnson in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, because of his athleticism, because he played quarterback at North. Um, so he, you know, he was stepping into a lot of big shoes and, and he was wanting to take on that role as a leader, as an athlete, as a good student, as a role model. So he was, he was doing all the right things. And, you know, you, you hate for anyone to, to lose their life that way, especially someone, you know, as talented and charismatic and, and the leader that he was. So when they go back to school after something like that, what happens? Do coaches gather the teams? I, I mean, one of the th- I, I don't know how you even begin to guard against this. You're, you're talking about the middle of the day uh, at a bus stop, basically. I, I mean, how many safeguards can you put in place? What, what do you tell the kids at that point? 
you really can't. I mean, you you can only do so much as a as a parent, as an administrator. I mean, you you hope that people are doing the right things, but you know there there's a lot of fear factor that goes into it after the fact because obviously you don't know who the person is who did it at that point, and with all the you know other incidents that have happened you know around the city, around the state, you know in the recent past, you you really don't know what's going on. You just you just hope that um, that the person's network of friends that you know that you know, like Deshaun had are, are good quality people and, you know, give give the kids a rallying point because, you know, as administrators, as parents, as as we both know, you know, you whenever you leave your kids um, at the start of the day to go to school, you, you don't really know what's going to happen, but, you know, you're, you're assuming that everybody's doing the right things. And, and in this case, that, that wasn't the case for, you know, the people that, that he came across, unfortunately. So, I don't know if you ever totally feel comfortable when you leave your kid in this, in any environment anymore to start a day, because I don't know if you could say that any school is safe with, when you look at the violence that's happened around, around the country, you know, as far as schools go, but you just hope that you hope that everybody's doing what they can, you know, to ensure that, that it's safe. And unfortunately for the Minneapolis schools, you know, they don't have, um, officers in the schools anymore. Nope. You know, they took that contract away, and and so that, you know, that that's one of the factors that you worry about because you don't have that officer that's close by anymore. That's that's right, and I, I worry to death about a teacher strike if they don't have school to go to during the day as, as well, which I guess we'll find out next week. Now, now the the NFL Combine is going on. Uh, the Vikings have a new staff in place. Uh, you you work through a couple of different staffs when you're with the Vikings. What is what happens when a new GM, new coach come in? Do they sit everybody down and they say, okay, at the combine, this is what we're looking for. I, I want this is this is the player that we want. Go find him. How how does it come together? Yeah, actually, before you go, you you have to meet um, particularly with the coaching staff to find out the type of players that they want to fit. Um, the systems that they're going to run. So, so when you get there, you have a pretty good idea of what those coaches like as far as the systems that they're going to run. So when you're interviewing players um, and when you're watching them work out, you know, to go along with you, what you've already seen on film of them, you know, it, it helps you to identify the guys that will fit into the system that they're going to run. So when you get there, a lot of those interviews will, will be conducted to find out you know, if those players um, have done the things that you need them to do in your system, if not, you know, have they have they worked at it at all in practice, um, how they feel about, you know, certain schemes, you want to put them on the board um, to see how much they actually know as far as the ins and outs of the type of systems that you run. So you're basically putting them through the gamut as far as more the mental part of it than the physical part of it obviously they're all training every day to get ready for the physical part of it and that's what you see on tv with all the drills that they're that they're doing um with their on field work but the the real meat and potatoes of what happens there are with the interviews that that they undertake with the different um teams and and within that is again the board work and how much they know and you know the way that they grew up and their backgrounds in football, their backgrounds in life, you know, situations that we're talking about that may have happened to them as they grew when they were growing up, you know, like similar situations to what happened at North High, 
Um, so basically, you're you're trying to find out as much as you can about a person to to get an understanding of how they will fit into your system, you know, on the field and off the field. And then you put that along with the physicals that everyone has to take. Um, so really, the the last part of it, and where the kids can really just do what they do, is the on field stuff that you see on television. So it's it's more about a, an understanding for a scout of what a team is looking for and trying to mesh that with the player to get a good a good feel for what they're really all about by the time that they get done with their weekend at the combine. Jeff Robinson is our guest, former NFL scout for the Vikings. So, Jeff, this interview thing, they bring the kid into the room, they get 18 minutes. Uh, who, like, were you in there asking questions, or are you short, short for time that it's just the head coach and the GM that asks questions and everybody gives their impressions? What happens? Well, you, it usually varies because the the – the scout that was in that particular player's um, region will usually know the most about them going in. So they will kind of have laid the groundwork as to the pluses and minus of that player. Um, but normally the, the, the questions that you ask are standard questions. Um, now there will be a lot of people in the room, you know, head coach, general manager, position coach, um, area scout, head scout. So you're probably, I mean, the room the room that you get is pretty good size, and it's it's usually filled up with people because you know depending on on who's overlapping in those regions and that type of stuff, there's there's usually a lot of people who want to ask questions. Now now when it comes down to ask, asking actual questions, you only want a couple people talking just for for the flow of things, and then you you know the the people who have a lesser role in that particular player's area might come in with a question or two, but usually it's a standard list of questions and the regional scout and the head coach and the general manager and the, you know, the head scout or head college scout will normally ask most of the questions. And, and now when you get done, is there a debrief? And, and is there sometimes, you know, we, we can both see the same thing and have two different opinions. Is it common to say uh, you, you get done with the, the kid's interview and, and one guy says he was great and the other guy says, boy, he was terrible? Does that happen a lot? Well, that happens um, in certain occasions. And usually that happens more with players who, you know, a kid who's transferred from school to school to school or a kid who's had an injury history or a kid who had – some issues when they were in high school or early on in their college careers. Usually it's more those type of kids with, you know, situations off the field as opposed to on the field where those debates come in. But those are the issues that you don't settle them there. Um, you settle them when you get back and you start your actual draft meetings, which gives you more time to, to delve and do more research on their background. But you really don't have time when you're there to, to debate all those things because you get a quick couple minute break and then here comes the next kid that you have to interview. Um, so you, you know, your, your day is long and it, you know, it's long for the kid because he's going from team to team to team, but it's also long for the personnel that are there because again, they have 18 minutes, take a quick break and then you have to go on to the next kid. So you're trying to get a lot done in a, in a little, little amount of time before, you know, everything wraps up for the weekend. So do you get to request X amount of players uh, to interview, and, and, and is, there, is there a maximum amount? And, and are there players that will say, no, I don't think I'm going to fall to you guys anyway, so it's not worth my time? Does that happen? Well, very seldom does a player um, deny a request just because, you know, most of them have been advised to, you know, take those interviews because, again, you don't know 
if you're going to end up with a team this go around or when you become a free agent, you know, you, you really don't want to deny a team a request. But usually when you turn in your, your list of requests, and yes, every team um, gets a certain amount of players to interview, but the ones that you don't get, um, they also make those players available what, during their downtime. So there's one site where all the teams can set up and there's another site um, away from away from the main site. So if you don't get the guys that you requested, you still have another chance to to try to interview them if those players make themselves available at other times, which usually most players will do it because this is their this is their weekend of job interviews, basically. So what would be a red flag when you're listening to some kid being interviewed that, that he might not realize that would maybe indicate, I don't know, selfishness or uh, doesn't doesn't love the game of football? What would you, what would you be listening for? Well, red flags, of course. I mean, you you always start with a kid who's basically saying it was more about them than the team or something like that. And sometimes they will do that, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you're going to get those type of those type of mindsets. Um, because a lot of kids have have been in situations where they think it was just them, unfortunately. But, you know, when you get those type of scenarios or, again, a kid who's transferred from school to school to school and, and you don't know why or, you know, when a social media uh, post or something like that that a kid has put out that there's really no rhyme or reason to it. So those are the type of things that you look for first and foremost. Just, you know, again, it's usually more about the stuff off the field than, um, than on the field and and I tell kids this of all age because of the fact that they're always using social media but that is the number one spot that gets kids in trouble because they're just they're putting out stuff that they think is relevant to them and their friends not realizing that it's relevant to a whole lot of other people who again are are being paid to look through their social media posts um, so social media stuff transfer transferring for umpteen to umpteen schools um, you know, whether that's for academic reasons or just not liking the environment. But there's, you know, usually when you transfer a lot of times, there's got to be a reason why. Um, and then and then obviously if, there, if there's injury situations in your background, um, the physicals will take care of that. But, you know, how you, how you deal with things from a leadership perspective or how you deal with things from, you know, a role player perspective, all the, all those things are you know things that you really want to gather the information on because as you're as you're putting your team together as as we both know if you're if you're not a high pick then you have to figure out a way to assimilate into your environment to to carve out a niche for yourself and continue to make plays so all those things come into play and you're trying to find out because you're not just dealing with the first rounders at the combine you're dealing with guys who are you know, basically going to be on the those late round picks or free agent picks as well, and you you're trying to find out how everybody um, is looking to carve out their niche to to make a career for themselves. Jr. Appreciate it very much. Always good to visit with you and catch up. I hope we can do it in uh, uh, in person the next time. But thanks for the insight. That's interesting stuff. All right, buddy. You take care. Yep. Talk to you soon, Jeff Robinson, former NFL scout, longtime NFL scout. I don't think those kids have any idea how much the teams know about them before they ever sit down in that interview room. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.